Sunday night, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison filed a complaint against a small restaurant and bar called Shady's Tavern in Stearns County because this business owner wanted to open up their business on Monday. So we're going to talk about that and join us now on the 702 Communications Line is Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison. Mr. Ellison, thanks so much for joining us here again. The big feedback that I'm getting, sir, is why, why not try to work with this business rather than saying, hey, we're going to find you $25,000. The governor's deemed, you know, the biggest candy store essential. So why not say, hey, guys, do your social distancing. Let's work together. But yeah, you can open your doors. Well, because we did work with them. We, we did everything we could to try to make sure that we could come to some kind of accommodation. He got on social media and he said publicly many times that he was going to continue to open. And so uh, once it was clear that it was not just an idle um, thing uh, and it was serious about it, he forced us to go to court and to uh, get the order. But I just want to be real clear. I'm sympathetic to him and every other business person who's struggling to make it in this very difficult situation. But you just can't open because you want to. You've got to open according to the epidemiology, according to the science. You've got to open in a manner and in a way that is safe for people. Uh, and so that's uh, why we took the action that we took. So I think what, what he would say and what many people are saying to me, Mr. Ellison, is the fact you say, hey, look at, let's look at the science and the epidemiology. So in Minnesota right now, the stats show that over 90% of the COVID deaths are with people that are either in long-term care or, uh, in fact, over 99% long-term care or an underlying condition. Uh, over 81% of the deaths are in long-term care. And so the percentage of people that are younger that are having challenges in Minnesota is very, very small. So why not trust the people to go, hey, like I have a good friend of mine that's got an underlying condition of asthma. She does not want to go outside her house. That's her choice. But for the people that are healthy right. and don't have an underlying condition, why not work with them and say, OK, guys, if you want to go out there, uh, that's your decision and let them do that because the science shows that they're not going to get sick and or die. Well, we are working with people. You should know that, you know, we have relaxed uh, restrictions on certain business uh, over the last few weeks. We're looking at doing more by June 1st. We're not trying. We are trying to listen and accommodate as much as we safely can. But I think it's important to point out that a lot of people are positive or asymptomatic for COVID-19 who don't get sick, but they can transmit the illness. And so if you just open up without planning, without due regard for the known risks, then what could happen is that, sure, you're fine, you're feeling good, but you go home and embrace your 87-year-old uh, grandmother, next thing you know, you're having a family tragedy that I don't want anyone to have to suffer through. But, sir, so what I... With, with that reasoning, though, and I think this is where, where the rub becomes, so help me understand this. Like I said a moment ago, you guys deem the biggest candy store essential, right? You've got way more than 10 people in a Costco. So that's where people are going to say, wait a second, I've got a Fifth Amendment right to life, liberty, and property. I've got a 14th Amendment right to the Equal Protection Clause, where if you're going to say Costco is essential, then my business is essential. So I hope you can understand where people are going, that just doesn't square, Mr. AG, when you say... You know, based on your reasoning, everything should be shut down, but it's not. Well, let me tell you, there, people have to be able to get essential food items. They have to be able to get essential items that sustain life. And so, yes, it's true. We have not closed down grocery stores because people have to be able to feed, feed themselves. But I, I'd like to just share with you that nobody wants to have to close down any business. I'd like to see them all open. But I want to see them open in a way that is uh, com 
one, complying with the law, but secondly, that it is that we have a plan where we can go forward and make sure that we're doing every single thing we can to keep everybody safe. Now, look, this, on, as I said, this, we are having a gradual, gradual release of restriction as the uh, epidemiologists tell us that we can. And so we're asking him to just work with us to say we're going to do this on a schedule and in a time and under proper conditions. As you know, we have, and I think you'd have to concede, we have made a reduction in restriction in the executive orders, and people who comply with it are not being uh, being addressed, but people who violate them, they are. And um, I, it's not fair to all the businesses that are complying. We have over 600,000 businesses registered with the Secretary of State. Almost all of them are doing all that they can under very difficult circumstances to obey the executive order because they understand the essential underlying health problem. And I'm just saying that, you know, that's just the way it's got to be. We can't say right. one guy gets to go do his own thing, but everybody else has to obey the rules. The rules are the rules, and all of us should try to uh, comply with them. Sir, i got a couple more things in a limited amount of time I want to get to. I want to give you a chance to respond. Yeah, I'm sure you saw absolutely. the Minnesota House of Representatives put out a letter to you. I'm going to just kind of go through this quickly and have you respond to this. They said, hey, sure. at a time when the federal government's trying desperately to help our businesses, it appears our attorney general's office is threatening to keep them down. If true, that is certainly within your jurisdiction. And as state lawmakers, it's within our jurisdiction to keep tabs on the fines you place on the rural business owners who are facing bankruptcy and to remember the amount next time we are setting a budget for the AG's office. Your reaction, sir? Well, my reaction is that, um, you know, they should give me a call and we can talk about how we can set, we can we can enforce the law in a way that comports with uh, public safety. But to have somebody just go out there and open up in violation of the executive order, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to do my job. I'm the, yeah. I'm, I am the so, law officer of the state and I'm going to enforce the law. And, and, and there's I, just no two ways about that. And I know you're taking orders. You know there's the federal lawsuit. We'll see how that plays out. But but I want to share something with you because somebody sent this to me. I'm not doing this as a gotcha, Mr. AG. It's just somebody sent this to me and I thought it was a interesting point. This is a clip of you back in February of 2017. You were talking about President Trump's immigration executive order about travel into our country, which the Supreme Court has now upheld as law. I want to share with you what you said and then ask you a question on the other side. By all means. This is the typical behavior of a dictator. What they do is they try to carve into people's rights and they do it uh, by saying, We're, I'm here to protect you and only I can protect you. And then if anything goes wrong, they exploit it to say, see, you should have given up your rights so that I could protect you. Sir, I've got 60 seconds left. With what you just said there, couldn't you say the exact same thing about Governor Tim Walls? Absolutely not. It's totally different circumstances. As a matter of fact, you know, when the DACA program was um, it was started by President Obama, uh, President Obama's, you know, it was the law. And so, you know, to simply uh, get rid of DACA uh, in violation of the Administrative Procedures Act, I thought was the wrong thing to do. Uh, I think it's a very different set of circumstances. And look, I understand, you know, we are in an environment where people uh, are, are trying to make their political points. All I'm trying to do is protect public safety. What I'm trying to do and has I, and nothing to do with, with politics. It has everything to do with keeping Minnesotans alive. And it's lawful. And if anybody doesn't agree, 
the thing to do is to go to court. People yes. can file lawsuits yes. and then yes. we'll sort it out in a courtroom, which is the right thing to do, totally not agree. just violate the law. Mr. AG, thank you so much for saying that. I totally agree with you. That's obviously why we've got the republic that we have. So thanks for your thank time you. and your insight. I really appreciate it. We'd love to have you back, okay? Anytime. Thank I appreciate you, the call. Thank you very much. You All right, please share your point of view with us a lot there. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be wrapping things up right after this.